Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Recently, Joe went all fluffy marketer on LinkedIn and made the statement kindness sells. An adaptation of the old Adlan adage, sex sells, but does it? Does being kind drive ROI or is it just verbose marketing bullshit? I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of the Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and kind of numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. With the world going through various chaotic events, it feels like we could all be doing with a bit more kindness, more humans being nice to each other. And it feels like being kind is a differentiator that is likely to help us sell more. But what did I mean? And am I just a fluffy marketer? Yes, Joe, you are a fluffy marketer. (laughs) I mean, let's, let's be honest, you have built a brand around being nice. Like I think, it, what 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 is your goal in life? Is to be? Don't you have yeah, a statement kindness. around it? spread kindness? So I think, like I mean, there you go, kindness, and you have used that to sell your brand, and I think that is a a great position, and it has been a differentiator. I would I would argue that it shouldn't be a differentiator. Like I think mm-hmm. as a, as a whole, we should all try to be kind and nice to people, but I think. What you've managed to do is build a personal brand and a business brand through the acts of being kind and that whole, like you have a great story behind your brand as well where you are inherently uh, like uh, an introvert and shy and you wanted to be engaged with marketing events that kind of forced you into that, like engaging with people and brought you out of your shell rather than forced you into it. and that whole thing is encapsulated around kindness. So I think, in short, yes, kindness does sell for you. And and I and I believe, as a marketer, as a salesperson, as somebody who's running a business, that yes, we should all try and be more kind. It is a very human thing to be kind and to give something to somebody where you're not necessarily getting something back, and to help understand them, and and to be generous and friendly, and all those things that are wrapped up into kindness. But I also think that potentially, is it is it that the thing that is selling or is it the relationship that you're building by being kind? So, and, and, and it also brings us back to one of our previous episodes that we were talking about, like you have that dichotomy, like love and hate both sell in these things. So I think kindness absolutely in certain situations will sell. But then, and like I commented when you put that post is that uh, like it doesn't in a BDSM market, yeah. Yeah. So I think kindness, which which I have to say I was quite proud of at the time, <laughs> and <laughs> and the and but like it's it's the, having the right environment and the right market kindness mm-hmm. sells. So yeah. yeah, that's that's my view, and I think we yeah. can pretty much end the episode there. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers for listening. <laughs> no, I I think you're spot on here, and actually the point here about um, 
relationship is, is, is the right one, actually, because actually uh, kindness, in, when I was making this point, I think the three words I put were genuine kindness sells. Um, so like it was intentionally short and it was intentionally, you know, not like explained in, in a great amount of depth because, um, you know, I, I was first of all processing it myself. Um, it was it was like one of those shower thoughts that comes to you, you know, when you're just like not thinking about anything and then you just have three words that pop into your head and you just stick it out into the world. So I was processing it myself. Um, but then the second thing is that you're right, it is, uh, kindness is a route to a relationship in, in, my, in my view. So actually, if you were going to put it sort of in, in kind of like a flow, then um, the relationship would be the next step, which would then eventually lead to the sale. So, so you're spot on in that way. I do also think that there's a step before as well. And this is, I don't know about you, but like I love, absolutely love that like as marketers, we're starting to speak so much more about like humanity and, and, and you know, like this, this paradigm of marketing where we're starting to value people. But the flip side is that like, I get so tired now when I hear the word empathy because like people have just like turned it into such a, such a bullshit marketing term. But if we use the word empathy as like the first stage, because it's probably the most appropriate word that we've got. So if you start in a sort of sales process, you kind of got like empathy, understanding the customer that you're trying to speak to, understanding their problems, uh, finding the right language to match your product or solution to, to their problems. Next, uh, I'd put kindness. So for me, like the reason why I put that there was like the foundation of any great relationship. Once you've understood the person that you're trying to speak to is like showing them that you care about them and like doing that in quite like a selfless manner. And, and like, you're right that it's not necessarily appropriate in like, well, you wouldn't necessarily apply that approach in the BDSM market, for example. But the thing that people forget is that it's people behind BDSM brands as well. So like whether you're into BDSM or not, you still like being treated nicely sometimes, you know, one, one would imagine. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of experience about this. One would assume that from time to time, and I can see you smiling, uh, that these folks like <laughs> would occasionally like being treated nicely. So if that's the case, um, then kindness is a step to a relationship. The thing that I think is just really important here to know is that you are looking to build a relationship um, but again it just feels like one of those bullshit marketing terms but I think the general principle here is that you're looking to selflessly give you're looking to selflessly benefit the person of on the other side of this conversation and say you know what I don't really mind in the short term about myself I'm just looking to help you in and you know if we end up working together we end up working together but you know what there's this newsletter I think you'll really like, and that can be an example of kindness or the book that I've really enjoyed and you might enjoy it too. So I'm going to send you it in the post. They're examples of kindness. They're examples of short term sort of engagement, but you know, there's no sort of like big old expectation, but they do start to build that relationship. So I guess that's probably where I was getting to. So you're, but you're bored of the word empathy being used in marketing. Well, it just so I'm bored of people using the word. It's the same as community. So we had that discussion about community mm -hmm. the other day, and um, I just think that the meaning has been lost. You know, and I don't know whether this is because I go in marketing circles, but like 
don't you just see it mentioned in 50 conversations and remind like, me what's the name of that marketing business you run <laughs> well that's the thing and you know what two years ago i felt like i was ahead of the curve now i kind of hate it and like isn't that bad because like that so my business is named empath marketing and in part it was named as a homage to my mum which makes it even worse because like if there was one human being who i think encapsulates empathy it's her you know and and like that was she is like the empath she is someone who listens to the radio when the london marathon is going on and starts crying because people are just trying so hard you know <laughs> and like i remember walking in and thinking that was like the most amazing thing and and she was able to put herself in their shoes and you know say you know what these people are doing something but they're doing something for a reason and she felt their emotions with it and that is like a true empath in action like the things that i see marketers doing right now is using the word empathy but then you know just using it for the same old corporate bullshit that they speak about all the time so you using using terms like empathy community understanding it's just a bullshit layer that sits over the top of actually we're going to do the same things but we're going to tell people that we are being empathetic in the way that we are doing it so therefore we can do it in the ways that we've already done it and that's where i think marketing of marketers have have fucked it up a little bit in in the way that they approach things all right so so i understand how joe glover turns his personal brand into this big bubble of kindness and Mm -hmm. you can sell off that Mm -hmm. how do brands do it like how do how do how does a big company become kind like how does how does i don't know nike for example we've talked about nike apple all of those how does nike how do they present kindness in what they do and how they do it Mm -hmm. well i think there's two ways the first is actions and then the second is leadership so on the actions front like we all see people talking all the time you know talking the big game saying we're going to do this we're going to do that and you know nobody ever sees anything from it um so the first thing for me is all about actions the second thing is if you're a big brand then you've also got a leadership position and we spoke about this the other day once again and it was talking about the role of marketers as leaders in our society and using our voice to reach lots of folks and help influence their opinions but in a positive way i'd argue if you're nike you only need to look at stuff like the colin kaepernick uh program where you know they did that amazing ad which was in support of a, a really amazing cause now that's a leadership position that's someone that's shown uh elements of kindness because they're not yes of course there's going to be like some benefit that comes of it but then they also knew that there was going to be a ton of backlash from it so i think the first two things is actions and leadership the way that you actually put that into action is like put aside your business objective for a moment and say what can we do to help the humans that we want to help even more um and you know i guess for nike it's doing stuff that doesn't directly sell t-shirts but they know is gonna gonna work really well um as an example i guess stuff like building football courts in in london and stuff like that that to me feels like an act of kindness it feels like an act of charity yes of course there's a byproduct of selling stuff but it's not the point kind of it kind of feels to me like marketing marketing with kindness is almost like marketing without a CTA or like there is no you're not driving an action or you're not trying to necessarily drive an immediate action from the activity that you're doing it's it's much more it it feels more like brand and alignment and and 
building those relationships. So I, like for me, I think when I start to think about how brands can be uh, like start to have that kindness come through they have to be transparent with who they are and what they do so like their values how they operate as a business all of that needs to be fed through and people need to align with that and then they need to be thoughtful with how that is then communicated with their customers their prospects their Mm -hmm. community that they've built around their brand and i think that's that's where you start to see elements of kindness come through, but it needs to filter. So you were talking about leadership and and like I know like leadership within a market, but it needs to filter down from the leadership within a company and it mm-hmm. needs to filter right down to the people who are actually communicating with the customers and prospects as well. Because like, so someone like Nike, you have to have um, like the store attendants being kind and thoughtful and helpful in the stores obviously makes sense. A business mm-hmm. like ours, so like at Six and Flow, where we've got a sales team or the clients, uh, customer success managers, they're, they're the main contact points with our prospects and customers. And our entire sales process is around give, 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 help, help, help as much as you can. Because at some point you will come across a challenge that even if you're helping them and sort of pointing them in the right direction, at some point they will need that extra pair of hands. And mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's almost like you, you're gambling on the fact that if you give now, you'll be able to take later. And I think done with an air of kindness in it and genuine kindness, that does give you the mechanism to be able to build those relationships and then sell off the back of those relationships at some point. But I think for marketers, we need to, for kindness to come through in what we do, there has to be that element of like, we're not asking for anything out of you now. We are genuinely trying to help or improve your your life, your situation, the the way that you work for free. There's no there's no ask here, and I think that's for me where businesses can promote kindness. And also, I think if you look at so, and we've spoken loads. We need to start talking about some new brands, but like <laughs> Patagonia is a perfect example, and they are renowned for kindness more so to the planet than anything else but the way that they go to market is kind and it represents the whole way through their brand their marketing their in-store experience everything and that that to me when i think of kind brands is one of them and i don't think there's necessarily a like a i wouldn't pin human kindness on that although I, absolutely there's elements of that coming through but i would say the way that they their values the way they present them and the act of kindness that they are presenting back to the the planet as a whole i would say is a brand being kind absolutely i, I think um you can point to your, your spot on there with leadership you know it has to filter down from the top i think that's that's such a good point um because people have to feel empowered and maybe one way that folks could do this and i'd love to see more companies do it is like if they do have their their account managers whoever they are you know give them a small amount of budget every month to just make a gesture for a client or whatever it is you know send them a book or or you know ask them that every month they have to send a book recommendation or a newsletter or whatever it is to their to their client which is outside the remit of their normal job it's just sort of saying hey you know we're around we're just and you know that kind of flows into the sort of the ABM sort of thing, but yeah. it's also a retention piece as well. Um, and then, you know, I, I could see that that working pretty well. I think the second thing is that you, you see these things in action through very small gestures. Uh, yeah. For example, um, a friend of mine the other day, he is a web designer, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he spends a lot of time building websites for folks. And, Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that he did the other day is that he's going through a bit of a rough patch the other day. So he couldn't afford the hosting fee for for that particular month. And unfortunately, the payment had gone out of his account um, already. So he got in touch with the team who did his hosting and said, look, I'm sorry, I can't afford this this month. Um, one step further on, what they could have done is sort of said, you know, don't worry about it. You know, you can pay when you can afford it. But actually what they did do was they just refunded him. You know, it was outside the terms and conditions of their their usual refund thing. But they gave him his money back and said, you know, of course, you know, here's your money back. Uh, he then went on to tweet and say, uh, X company have gone on to refund me my money because this month I can't afford it. They may have lost me a com- as a customer for a month, but they would have gained a customer for a life. And that felt like a really sort of strong uh, piece. Not only has someone experienced something where they're going to keep on paying, but then they've become a huge advocate as well, um, which for me felt really impressive and a very sort of tangible example of where a company's done something just like that extra 10%. And really so I, I had a conversation with my stepfather today, actually, and he was saying, like, what's the next thing in marketing? Like, what's the next piece of tech? Like, what are what are marketers preparing for in the next wave? And, and I was like, well, marketing has kind of gone through a shift from we want to, um, like, personalize. I want to focus on the person. I want to focus on marketing to Joe and mm-hmm. making him attracted to the brand or the product or whatever. And I'm going to use Facebook advertising because I can target him as a demographic and with his interests and all that kind of stuff and we've kind of gone past that that's like the given like that's that is that is the starting point now it's not the kind of the new tech on the horizon so for me the next part and we are well into this wave and people have been doing it for a long time but for me the next and most important part now is turning the joes that i've targeted into evangelists so i want joe to then bring me five more joes and if i can get to the point where i well it's quite relevant but if i can create an r number for how you are um, kind of <laughs> virally spreading then yeah. that's where you want to get to as a marketer that is the panacea is if i can get my customers to turn into two customers or three customers one mm-hmm. of our one of our kpis that we are focused on this year as an agency is having every other customer come from a referral because then I know that we are delivering a very good service and we are um, we're growing in the right direction. And it's I mean, it, it costs was it 24 times more to win a client than it does to hold on to a client. And if you're holding on to clients and you are delivering good service and there's a, a relationship there and you're feeding in acts of kindness. So we regularly have conversations like you mentioned before, like having a conversation around a book that and they haven't read it and you send it out. I have mm-hmm. like almost like a mini book club with one of our, our uh, clients mm-hmm. who like he recommends a book to me. I recommend a book to him and it just like, oh, I'm reading this at the moment. They're like one line emails, but there's a relationship built there that we're on a, like, and yes, we may or may not keep selling them services, but those relationships are important. And I think that's how marketers that's where marketers should focus now is on how do you turn that one person, that one customer into two customers and it's random acts of kindness and not even random, but like small acts of kindness that 
don't have an immediate association with you selling another service or, or or there is an immediate gain for you. So sending someone, and we've talked about this before as well. So um, David Cancel, Drift, somebody sent a, a, a branded uh, pair of trainers. And he's like, where am I ever going to wear these? Like that's, that's not an act of kindness. That's you trying to... Um, like put your brand on somebody um mm. so going back to the the marathon analogy we were talking about your mum before well if if i knew that you were going to do a marathon or like maybe not a marathon because your your trainers are quite personal to you in the marathon you want to have the right shoes or whatever but let's say i know you're about to do a marathon i send you i don't know some of those soft gel um kind of energy things and say like hey i just wanted to say what you're doing is amazing and I wanted to send you a couple of these because I know that they help when you're running. Like that that kind of thing, that kind of relationship is like you can't you can't replicate that at scale within marketing, but it is an incredibly important skill to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. So it's interesting. So I guess there's there's a B2B and a B2C thing here, right? Because I fully agree. I love that you've got that as like a metric for, you know, the the referrals. I think that's awesome because it will encourage such a great culture as much yep. as anything else. You know, it, it sort of really creates that looking to go ab- above and beyond things. So I think so many more people could be doing that and, and sort of really benefiting from it. Um, and the thing to say on that is that in the B2B world, I remember when I was in agency land, it felt like every client, that came on was like a mate of someone. And even though that's like, and those are the ones which never even feel like marketing or like a sales process. But in fact, those are the best sales processes and marketing processes in the world, because like you've brought people through that in such a natural way that it's like, yeah, of course I'll do that thing. Nobody, and that's a big part of being human in your marketing is nobody wants to feel like they're going through a process. Nobody wants to feel like a piece of the machinery. Like you want to feel special. You want it to be frictionless. You want to kind of, you want to get to the other end and be like, wow, that's amazing. I'm a customer. I didn't even, I didn't even feel that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I I would question what you said on, on the scalability of it as well, because if I think about, uh, as an example, what Wiggle, um, the bike company, um, do with every one of their orders. The amount of people that have told me about Wiggle putting in a pack of Haribo yep. in their, every one of their orders, I know that it's not it's not exactly, it's not a prime example of what we're speaking about, but it's a, it's a watered-down version of what we're speaking about, where it's nobody's expecting to get a pack of Haribo when they buy their leg warmers or, or whatever people I don't cycle so I don't really know but like um fucking leg what? warmers <laughs> I don't know why like I didn't want to say a bike so I went to leg warmers I don't know why anyway um that's still going above and beyond um what is normally expected it's probably something that isn't going to be managed in terms of they probably don't have a Haribo attribution model they probably don't have like something where they can say yeah we put these sweets in and you know what happened? We got a thousand new customers, but what they might be able to do is that they get the odd bit of feedback, which is like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I love my mate told me that you put Haribo in, in your, in your box when, when you get your delivery and, and that's pretty awesome. So I checked you out and actually I saw this bike. So I, I bought it, you know, and, and that on a scalable level, it's not as personal as everything else we've been speaking about, 
but it is an example of like a company doing something at scale. So, and, and yeah, th- things like that at scale. And there's plenty of examples of um, e-coms companies that will put in a, like a handwritten note. And I think where, where some of those companies could, could kind of capitalize that or maybe make that even better mm-hmm. is a handwritten note or something that is gifted. So like, let's say you buy a child's bike from Wiggle and within that note, uh, within there, there is something that says, hey, like we're assuming this is for your um, your your child, obviously, um, <laughs> unless, unless you're now riding in the circus, but um, like we're assuming this is for your child and we thought your child would like this or like so make make that gifting or that act of kindness relevant to the purchase and the person and being assumptive around what it is yeah i I think there's also an example with um gymshark so as an example of a company where uh they didn't have to scale it was when uh black lives the protests on black lives matter were going on they did that there was a kid that was wearing a a gymshark t-shirt he was out on the protests and they did one act of kindness, which was they went into his account, found out who he was, and refunded all their orders. And and I don't know how much it was, they didn't even say. But here I am speaking about this now. You go on LinkedIn and it had like, I don't even know, like 50,000 you know, likes on it or, or whatever from uh, Noel, their, their brand guy. Yeah. Um, they would have put it on, on Instagram, no doubt, as well. And, and the amount of brand love that would have been built from that one act, which was what probably cost them like no more than a grand at the very most, you know, that, that was a, an act of kindness didn't have a, uh, a sales thing grounded in it. It was a moment of let's just do something good, but I've no freaking doubt that they're selling a lot more as a result of the goodwill that um, came from so, that one, one act. So a thousand pounds on gym gear and leg warmers for cycling. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Some kind of freaking monster. You do not want to know. <laughs> there is an attributable ROI from kindness if you start to really dig into it as well. Like if, and I mean, it's only like a quick point, but like we are, well, I think I still fall into the, the millennial category. I think you are, you're out of that i think i would imagine but so like yeah but i but i think i think we both you and i would be willing to pay more for a brand that is has ethical kindness or we we align with their values and i think there's sometimes when people look at the costs of being kind that sounds like a horrible thing to say the cost of being kind but if you look at the investment that would have to go into some of the mechanisms of being kind at scale that is going to pay back dividends and i mean patagonia that is their biggest driver like that is that is what they are known for like you and i both talked about it north face patagonia like you you sometimes think that north face has better and i think patagonia sometimes has better but actually we would both lean towards patagonia because of the ethical values around it and i think so there's an immediate um uh return on investment there but on the, the flip side so gen z would mm-hmm. be way more likely to boycott a brand that doesn't mm-hmm. align with their values or they feel mm-hmm. has been unkind. So I think yeah. there's there's a positive and a negative of like, yeah. here's why you should do it. And I think, yeah. so we could all just be a little bit more kind. Yeah, I, I, and I don't wanna make this podcast episode too long, but I mean, what a great point that is as well. You know, that, that point about, you know, people won't buy from people who are now unkind, you know, it doesn't, 
it's going to reach the point where it's no longer a, a, an add-on it's bloody mandatory you know and 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 that's you know maybe petrol companies aside then that's that's really fascinating if you think about it as well so like being like consumers have like have always wanted people to be kind to them like that, that it's a given but now in the last what 15 like 15 20 years well, 15 probably is we now have a voice we have a voice that can be amplified so like social media gives us that platform where we can tell a lot of people in a very short space of time about a brand experience that just didn't just didn't sit right for us and the people like typically speaking the people that you will be connected with and engaging with will have similar values to you so if you have a brand that crosses your values then and you are uh, you you voice those opinions about that brand and you highlight that experience and this happens so many times I, I mean every time you log into social media there will be somebody who is mouthing off about a shitty experience one of the people who works at six and flow her personal twitter account is basically a feed of her mouthing off at brands who've done <laughs> shitty things to her um which is quite funny to to read through sometimes but the um and now so that's how things have changed is now we are in the driving seat so brands don't own their brands anymore once you grow to a certain point and you are within the, the the hive mind you don't own your brand perception anymore and that's that's an important thing that people need to remember for sure i, I, th I think we're getting quite close to wrapping up so yep. th there's one thought that's on my mind which is for god's sake i just hope we don't ruin kindness like we ruin everything else you know I, I i do not want this to become another bullshit marketing term you know like fundamentally we're here to look after each other you know and i know that in the corporate world then it's going to be money that sells but i think what we've laid out here is a pretty compelling reason for uh prioritizing being a little bit more kind but if there's one thing i could urge every listener to possibly do is avoid using the word kindness at all, all costs for the moment because like all right well give us some cinnamons then come on yeah, if we can't right. use kindness what are we going to use <laughs> being nice know. to each other yeah just well yeah i mean being nice to each other i don't know whether it captures it i just if i see a blog post with kindness marketing is the thing for 2021 i'm going to shoot myself i swear so you know whatever it is then so okay how about how about this then so we come and it's actually it loops it nicely back to gymshark on their wall they have a big plaque that says don't be a dickhead yeah 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 don't be a dick for god's sake just don't be a dick <laughs> right i think that wraps us up for for this week and thanks for joining us yeah thanks for joining us <laughs> Do it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.